Hey you guys, welcome back to the podcast, Coffee with Rick and Tab. In this episode, we are going to be covering the topic of teamwork and how we create that balance in our relationship. Um, I had asked on social media what the listeners were looking for, and a lot of you came back with, I guess, around the line of relationship advice or just different aspects about um, having a harmonious kind of relationship and you know in that general area so that is what we're going to be talking about and i'm guessing that was from well when you you told me that my my first you know thought was that okay so people must there must be something in the way we talk the way we vibe the way we conversate that makes people hopefully makes people I mean, because if you can see love, like, through your ears, you know, by listening to it, and you can imagine two people, like, oh, man, them two are really, like, they love each other. I hope people see that in us, you know, because in person, people definitely see that. I mean, I'm not even, like, I have my no means trying to brag or, like, throw my relationship up in someone's face because this is only my first, like, straight up. I'm not going to say perfect, but, like, great relationship, you know. This is the best relationship I've ever had in my life. So, it's, you know, I, I know what it's like to be on the other end of this, for sure. But I would like to think that if people, you know, do just by hearing us, can kind of see us and appreciate it and, and want to know, like, more about it, I mean, you know, that's that's awesome. That's a super compliment. I... Gratitude goes out thousand percent over, you know, to uh, anyone that did see it like that, or if it's a random question, whatever. But you know, so I'd say about that. Right. So, kind of where I wanted to begin to like take this off is that what people have to understand is we're all different when it comes to love um a lot of us it could be based on what was role modeled with our parents our grandparents or what we saw when we were younger or just part of who you are you know for rick and i it's unexplainable there was the best i can explain it is there was this magnetic pull from the beginning, each of us were magnetically... From two different worlds. Co- complete opposites. Complete different childhood raisings. Different um, everything. Everything. Everything is completely everything. opposite. And, you know, and then there's some people who are probably listening to this that maybe are in such a deep search for love. And there's a lot of people who love the idea of love. So you're constantly chasing it through different partners. Some of you may still be with your... High school sweetheart, you know, and that's awesome too. Like when I hear like, oh, I married my high school sweetheart and they had kids and it, it worked out even after the kids. Like I'm like hell yeah, you know, because I'm all for love. I love love. I love people that are in love and I love seeing love. Cause it's a rare thing. It's a rare thing to see. Like and it really is. You think about it. You know, you see couples. You see people that are together and you can tell they're married or whatever. But you know, they hold hands. Is their body language saying, you know, I can't wait right. to be alone with this person later? Because body language is the first language, and you can tell when a couple is genuinely vibing or not. You can tell when a chick is vibing on you at the bar. So you can definitely tell with two people that have been together. 
So, yeah. So that I wanted, I feel like that's a good way to make it clear that everyone's in a different love predicament. And we all enter situations differently because we all believe in different ways of how things should be ran, I guess. So it comes to having to be flexible as well with one another. And also, I'm going to throw this out there too, just before we get too far along and I forget. We've been through our shit. Mm-hmm. We've never, I would say, crossed that line of no return type of thing, you know, of hurt. We've never done nothing like that, but we've been through shit. Our relationship has not been in candy land, that's for sure. A lot of it has. We've, like I said, it's been a great relationship, and you know we've been married almost two years now. But you know, hey, we go through the same thing you guys go through too. It just just I, what life. Throws I married at you. my best friend. That as cliche as that sounds, you know, like even not even having really in. I mean, you know, I always got friends and homies and you know people I see, and it's like we never missed a beat and everything, whatever. But. My best friend is my wife, and that's who I hang out with all the more than anybody of obviously, maybe except for guys at work because you work a third of your day, if not more. But anyways, just the whole um, idea of that, you know, being able to marry your best friend, and you know, and then a lot of people get in a relationship, and other people seem to. I don't want to do it subconsciously, but it's like, oh, like they're in a relationship, you know, they can't stay out all night. I'm not even going to bother them to go out tonight. Or they, you just kind of get cut off from the single world. And it might be a good thing, but I've seen it not just in myself. I've seen it in friends and family. And, you know, it's the same thing when you have a kid. Like, people ain't calling you to come go to the club. They're like, Honestly, oh. when Rick and I got married, I felt like that's when a lot of my friendship started changing. Declining. Yeah, declining. And I feel like they didn't see anything was changing, but I could tell. You know, right. I seen them change towards me. Which is, well, they knew that you couldn't, you know, like... But I could. No, I mean, you could, like... Without, go out without doubt. I'll tell you, you know, if you want to go dancing, you want to go, you know, hit a little rave, hit it, go to the club. I tell you to go all the time, but I think in a lot of like your friends' minds at that time, they also know that, well, Tabby can't, you know, stay out all night and stay up all night, and you know, like, so I, I think like during those times, I think that's why like you weren't getting like invited to some things because they knew that. I really wasn't going to have it, have it. I wasn't going to have you out all night long, you know, like, if we're together, that's one thing, but... Well, and that's not even being possessive either, because it comes, it comes to a point of having respect for another. Like, it's not like Rick was being possessive over me that he didn't want me out all night. I don't want Rick out till fucking five in the morning with his guys. First of all, I would worry. Yeah, I don't bad know. Bad shit can happen. And not to, even cheating. Just- and we're being authentically honest. This has nothing to do with worrying about cheating. I'm talking about doing drugs. Something happens in a car accident. Something bad happens. Violence. Because, you know, uh, just to be honest, Rick goes to some bars that are kind of in the ghetto. So I'm just saying you don't know what can happen. My and dad, r- real quick. Just to jump in on Tab real quick, a uh, quick little bit of advice my dad told me. And my dad was, he was no stranger to a night out. He's told me, nothing is out there for you after midnight. 
I would alter that and say, you know, nothing's out there after two, that we can close the bar and go home. But I always kind of took that and, uh, and, you know, kept it in the vault because everything that's like crazy shit that's happened to me, it's all been after midnight, you know, like just get home before midnight, call it early night. Now I kind of see what he was saying, I guess, maybe. And my uncle also gave me a good piece of advice when I was young, you know, teenager growing up, getting into shit. They seen roads I was going down. And this is one you might want to put in the vault, too. Don't go where you don't got to be. Exactly. So just wanted to share that, man, because it's 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 probably saved my life for all I know. Rick was definitely a hooligan. And uh, I, hooligan? Hood rat? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Street rat? Not even being mean. I'm just being honest. Your Your way of living was very... Well, I was growing up in Detroit as a teenager. I was Rough, a, fast. I was a skateboarder hanging out with gangbangers. And you put those two lives together and those two it's people wild. together. and like a, It's well, a wild lifestyle. I, I had, yeah, I had spoke about it before, you know, like where I had come from, how diverse we were. Like, I mean, we had, you know everything that if you listen to the other podcasts you get to know what i'm talking about because i was saying where i grew up you know we had a couple of mexicans white dudes black dudes we had an asian or two you know like i think the only thing we didn't have is a jew and then during and your time era too? such a poor area what was a poor area no offense but... to my jewish people love you shakam like a <laughs> But also in your Shalom. time, um, all right, I'm not even going to talk because... I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I'm just not going to add on. I'm not meant to say what I was going to say. But what I did want to add on to an earlier statement about the going out and everything and like you start to worry about oh, the yeah, other yeah. was just that the difference is when you are with someone and when you're single. So if you're with a boyfriend and you're out with your single girls... You don't really want to stay all night out all night because in my opinion, come three in the morning, I wanna go get in bed with my husband. I wanna go get in bed and cuddle him, maybe have sex. I mean, I just that's who I wanna be with at the end of the night. I'm not looking for the next party after the next party. Like some sometimes people want the party to keep going and you just don't know when to hit the stop button. Like, look, you had your fun. Why are you trying to extend it in what? What are you about to say? Oh, I just kind of sound like we sound like a couple of hypocrites because we've done that. And, you know, we've not only done it, well, I'm sure we'll do it again, but we do it together. That's the difference. Right. If we stay out all night. Well, you know, if we're staying out all night together till five in the right, morning right. doing whatever we're doing, that is completely different than when you go hang Right, with right. the guys and I'm with the girls. It, it's I'm saying when I'm not I'm with, with you, you partying, I, I want to come home to you well, at a decent way. hour and be with you. And I just plus, get... It's like almost like a homesick feeling. I, I, know, I don't I, know how to explain it. It's just I, I love you because I love you. So that's why I don't stay out late. Because I could stay out late and it really wouldn't bother me. Like, I mean, because I know I get to come home to you. Now, you know, if it was... We didn't live together or something, and I knew, man, if I don't call her by 1, 2 o'clock, you know, she ain't letting me come over tonight, then I'd probably be calling earlier, you know, because I definitely would want to see what we live together. And even now, it's like, I, I 
could still stay out, you know, playing cards or playing pool, whatever I do, and fucking until the sun comes up. But I know how you're feeling. I know you get antsy you want me home so it's like i don't want to make you and feel it's like not that. that i don't trust you it's just that i'm selfish and i want you with me you yeah, know what man. i mean yeah, or yeah. or if i fall asleep and i wake up and it's four in the morning i'll text you like yo where are you because i don't know it's just part of being in a relationship with someone there is that direct line of respect that you have for each other like i've seen people where they're going through a rough time and then i go out with my girls and that girl is making out with other dudes and it's just like what what are you doing just because you're in an argument with someone so you go out and make out with other dudes and then you come back and make up with that person and act like nothing happened and you don't tell them you're a cunt like i'm sorry and I'm that like, is mistreating I- somebody you're going to be treated that way if you continuously treat people that way and who wants their girl to go out with a chick like that so if you are the chick like that understand why your best friend's boyfriend don't really like you because you might be that girl or he might just accuse you of being that girl and you ain't even that girl. That shit happens to guys and girls. Yeah. I know a lot of times where, like, you know, my friends, girlfriends thought I was the bad influence. And it's like, it's your fucking husband's the one out, you know, but that's that's neither here nor there. But right. And this could go in multiple. I'm sure people all view this across the board differently. That's just how we personally feel on the situation and i gotta say our relationship is still as heavy and beautiful as it was in the beginning so i mean we're obviously doing something right here or maybe we're just meant to be connected and some people everyone's life your lifeline is going to be different than everyone else's so your love life won't look like ours perhaps you know you can't go out in search of a love life because you like how ours looks, you need to do it based on how you feel. What what you feel works best for you. And mind you, like, I mean, I'm, most of you don't know us, but we're working poor. We're not even middle class. Yeah, we know? are the working poor. We're, so we're, we're like, you know, and most people in any relationship fight about money, especially poor people. So don't think we just got it well off so you know we don't fight no No, we don't struggle we work our asses off i'm going to work tomorrow with a fractured toe and a fractured foot because i gotta make money so don't nobody start thinking in the way of um our relationship is the way it is because we can afford to have that kind of relationship because that ain't the case. No, most people, and I'm just, I'm not trying to put ourselves on blast, but in all honesty, most people in our, let's just say money situation would not last. Our financial fin- Our financial situation, people would argue and break up because there's not enough bread. Gargle Drano. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? If, if, that is what makes you break up with someone because you because the money isn't there then that's not love and that's i don't know maybe having kids too that's a big different ball game oops sorry about that we're back but yeah um anyone anyone and everyone that has either had a kid or knows someone had a kid kids change everything everything all the rules we just said are basically out the window but You've already went down that path, hopefully, you know, before you have children. Uh, the path of the relationship we were talking about, you know. And, I mean, even in t- today's, you know, like, 
today's society in America, I can speak for America anyways, I can speak for the Midwest because I know, you know, gender roles have been reversed. They've been, you know, stayed the same. It's all over the place, you know. There's a lot of dads. The mom can make more money, so he sits home with the kids, you know. That's common. It's all hell. Imagine your grandpa staying home with the kids while your grandma went out and did the, you know, brought home the bacon. Think about that. No, that's not the way it was, but... It is the it, way it's becoming. Yeah, in today's society... Which are, is totally cool and totally fine. And They're, that's if you're lucky, because usually both people right. have to work just to get by. I mean, right. like I said, having kids changes everything. And what I also wanted to bring up, though, with like having the balance with the gender roles is... It doesn't have to be the man is more dominating or the woman is more dominating, depending on what you like. Some men like a dominating woman and some women like dominating men. And then there's the people that like the balance, which is, I think, most of us. Right. Like, we're we're right in the in-between. There's a lot of very feminist, feminine, whatever women who are man-hating the the masculine side so bad that I feel like the boys that are growing up today are looking like girls, acting like girls, and I feel like we're demasculating them, and it's kind of disgusting. I wouldn't go calling it disgusting because they are children, but, I mean, what's being fed to them and they're eating it up like Captain fucking Crunch scraping the roof of their mouth, it's... It's really fucked up, you know, like, they ask no questions. They just take whatever's fed to them, and, you know, if, you know, this dude wears a dress in a video and says, you know, he's about whatever with dudes, then, you know, a bunch you know, Kids just follow they what just they follow say. It. And I'm talking about young black dudes from the ghetto, like, tough-ass kids growing up tough and rough and poor and no, not even a slice of cheese in the fridge, out there acting feminine and shit, because, and by no means, let me get the, first of all, you know, I have nothing against, I hate no saying. No judgment, we're just no pointing judgment. out facts I have two bisexual daughters, okay? But it's it's crazy to me that feminine, feminism, 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 the feminist, is... No, not the feminist. That that's that's the female that's out for hers, you know, and that's whatever. I'm talking about like feminine guys, you know, like not just that in the gangster rap scene. It's like okay to be like it's a twist. A, it's a, different. Like a sissy boy. Like what the fuck? How did that happen? That was a straight up dude thing. Like, but the music's completely different. It's it shouldn't even be called. I don't know. I wasn't even thinking of taking this conversation in that direction you yeah, really me surprised neither. me with that to be honest well yeah it's just uh, i was just I, stating... I got to thinking about young thug i think it was or future one of them too they wore a wedding dress in a funeral or in a video i'm sorry funeral and um it was like right after that i started seeing like a bunch of bisexual like gangster rappers and it was blowing my mind maybe it happened before him Look. i don't know that's when i noticed it Music culture really transitions the culture of teenagers in general. Okay, when the not when it was the nineties, everyone was grunge. Everyone was hard. Everyone was pissed off. 
You know what I mean? You got then you got the Britney Spears era, and everyone was these poppy little Tweety birds. And then, but what I'm saying is, and now, and I know we're in a time where being gay, bisexual, transgender. I don't know all the terms, and I'm not going to sit here and try to. I know, but there's so many. I don't know them all. There's like. Pre buy this and pre op that and this and that, you know. What I'm saying is that shit did not get popular to be any type of different sexuality until the music scene made it that way. So when the music scene says it's okay to act this way, that's, yeah, entertainment, that's That's when the public starts acting that way. So I'm really curious to know. If in the music industry, people weren't coming out as being whatever type of gender they are, would the younger generation now be doing this? Or would they be following something else that would well, be going on? It goes on? back to what I said. These kids are being spoon-fed this bullshit and they're eating it up like Captain Crunch. Right, right. And I don't Fucking have anything... Their mouth. Listen, don't I don't have part. anything against any of it. I'm just trying to state what I notice about how the public follows what the entertainment business, like you said, well, is feeding them. That's, you know... it's That's pop culture. and That's pop. The word pop from popular. Right. You know, and it's, it's what's popular, you know? Well, and at the end of the day... I think you're you have every right to be who you want to be, what sure, you want to sure. be, and you, be you love who the fuck you want to love. I think it's fucking ridiculous that in certain states, gay people can't get married. It's like, what the fuck? Who gives a shit if it's two dudes or two girls? They're in love. That's what marriage no, it, is about, is love. Right. And, so, you know, I do think that because it's kind of funny. Man, like, um, me and my buddy... We were like, you know, joking, I guess, but really we were kind of not joking because if if me and him would have got married at this time in our 20s, it would have benefited the shit out of us. Like, I would have had, like, a his life insurance policy. I would have had, <laughs> like, you know, all that. And it's like people couldn't get married for that reason, too. And they actually try to use that as a as a platform to, you know people gonna abuse the privilege of gay marriage like get the fuck out of here you know like the whole like but think about countries like russia oh my god no fucking gay the middle east they would fucking slaughter you if you wanted if you think about all those poor souls who cannot be what they want to be because of the religion and the culture like how sad america you guys need to be fucking blessed that you are in America. We live as in much the best as, country in the world. As much as shit can it. go down and everything in certain aspects is seems wrong and not right, we have so many more benefits. And The only place better is Canada, and it's cold as fuck. So. <laughs> right, right. You know, but, okay, so... To the beginning of the whole gender role thing, what I was saying is I, I understand it is taking... Men have always dominated the women, and we're trying to get our uh, fur no. rights. No, I'm serious, but that's how it is. Not, the man. Yeah, but those years of dominating women and having a secretary and degrading. No, and no, stuff, no. Those it's really transitioned. Over. It's transitioned a yeah. lot in how men would women treat women in the workplace. Right. So, what I'm saying is, I think there is a lot of masculine healing that needs to happen. Um, 
so this is what, you know, where Rick and I come into play with this. I like to mow the lawn. Rick likes to cook dinner. You know, normally... I don't tell her to mow the lawn. She, I, I just enjoy I even it. just out of guilt sometimes, they're like, babe, I'll do that. And she likes to do it. I like to cook, you know. And then, you know... You cook. just need to get rid of the label of what men are supposed to do and women are supposed to do. Get rid of the label and do what you like to do, you know. Right. Because even on farms, there's chicks that lives on that live on farms and they do that shit. You know what I mean? Like your one friend. She, she moved out of state and bought a farm. And she's, like, from a suburb of Detroit, you know? Like, that's a strong chick right there. I don't know if she knows what she's getting herself into, but taking care of a farm, you know? That's that's some yeah. tough work. That is a lot of uh, labor on your body. Well, yeah, I mean, she's almost going to have to hire. I was thinking, like, she's going to have to hire some help, you know, farmhands, some, some local boys from Virginia to help her out, and plus she's cute as hell, so she'll probably get some work done for free by the... You know, 40, 50, 60-year-old neighbor type guys. Oh, I'll help you, honey. I can see that happening for her. I really wanted... I mean, I want. I would love to go see her spot. She's i uh, I've really never got to know her either. But I feel like I know her just through, you know, what you told me about her and stories right. I've heard about her. And... A friend you never met. You know what? Maybe one of the best places or times to, if you have a hard time with domination, a really good way to take it out on each other is sex. (laughs) (laughs) Let the man dominate when he wants to, and then let the woman dominate when she wants to. I mean, you can really get off that way. I mean, for some people. I don't know how it is, you know, everyone, different preferences. But I'm saying that's a great way to... The most connected way you can do it with each other to create those new boundaries, I think perhaps. That, yeah, there's like a time in the middle when uh, I don't. Only word I could think of is slave. That's a bit harsh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay, a, but it's not really good okay. Um, helping hand, I don't like <laughs> dominated. Okay, is like you know in the middle somewhere there. You know, in the beginning, you know, just let it all happen and then in the middle somewhere there i do like to be you know like let me see what you got you know what i'm saying and you have to have patience with each other patience with learning how the other person copes with things does things their quirkiness and for example Richard loves to be on quote unquote wizard's time which i believe you got that from lord of the rings no no. I made it up. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. I'm sorry. I just called you I'm out. I'm on Gandalf time. Yes. A wizard so, is never late and is never early. He arrives exactly on time. And so that's my excuse. I guess that, it's more of an excuse than anything, but it's just, you know, no matter what, I'm always late, man. So whatever. And I'm always like... I I start to get frustrated. I start to get in my brat mode when it's not going my way, honest, when I feel like Rick is holding me up. I got stuff to do, man. I got to make sure we got the weed and all the little stuff for the trip. She's got all the main stuff, but I got to make sure I got all my little things. He has his own preparations to make. I just think you choose last minute to do those preparations. I'm just saying. And, I mean, there's, with me, I'm a little needy sometimes, and I'm a brat if Rick 
doesn't meet my beck and call. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, sometimes I got to get on it. And sometimes I just tell her, um, you can go sit in the car. You can sit on the couch. I got things to do. We're not leaving until after traffic. Da, 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 da. You know, but that's just, you know, nothing's perfect is all I think we're both trying to say. Like, we don't have a perfect relationship. Just compared to ones around us and other people I see, you know, I'm like, the only word I can think of is blessed to be in this relationship right here, you know, because this is without a doubt, you know, like the best relationship I've been in. And right. that's why I You have to I trust married, the process with each other. For but real. I, you know, there's the process, but I would also say this too. When you meet somebody, you know, in a bar is kind of sketch or whatever, but they say like, you know, on a little Tinder date or something or however, you know. I I do believe it is real important, not as soon as, you know, you shake hands or nothing, but on that first date, if you feel a connection or if you think you feel a connection, get that first kiss out of the way. Because what if you go on three or four dates with this male or female and everything's cool, everything's great. And you're like, man, this is, I like this guy, you know. And third, first date, anything after the first date. You kiss and that kiss ain't there. There's no magic in that kiss. You guys just don't match. It's just not a Lego fit. You just wasted a bunch of dates. Right. So just get that first kiss out of the way as soon as possible, but obviously not too soon. But, you know, I... Because physical touch goes a long way. Yeah, and if, if if, if it ain't in the kiss... Sorry about stuttering, but I'm trying to word this without it sounding too, uh, too whatever. But get that first kiss out the way so you know is the magic is there. At least the physical magic, you know. Because if nothing else, you know, you, know, you could have a good time. But, you know, that, uh, that magic ain't there of the first kiss. I'm done with the first kiss story. No, we got... I'm sure they got it. I I know exactly what you're trying to get at, too. And also... I pulled it with Tabby. <laughs> I did deny you. Yep. But then five minutes later, I'm like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> and then it was just meant to be. So, you know... I, I appreciated her shooting me down at first, though. I was, like, not expecting it because we were vibing, like... It was. This wasn't just your average everyday night. It was a couple of days before New Year's, and we were hanging out uh, with some friends. And I really thought she was gonna kiss me. Actually, if you guys, one of our other podcasts, we do talk about our first meeting, and we kind of talk about this scenario. Oh, did we? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, but. That's where, like, clear communication comes in with each other as well. Although it was only our first time meeting each other, I clearly communicated to you that I did not want to kiss in that moment. And that comes with your whole relationship. Use your voice. Be vocal. You know, 
it's very childish to not communicate with each other and keeping things bottled in because that person may have no idea how you feel about things. And if you're not voicing it, you're going to get frustrated and act like your partner doesn't understand you. But how can they understand you if you don't talk mm-hmm. to them and let them know what's up, and how you're feeling, what's on your mind, how you want to be touched, how you don't want to be touched, what you want said, like communication is such key, man. And I I know I force it a lot. Uh, like, even if you don't, like, no. Because I used to be very quiet, and I like, wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say anything. No, no, but, no, but I was very yeah, quiet. You know, and I was My just throat like, chakra was a little closed. And me, I just, like, I need to know what's up. Like, I can't play games. I don't like playing games. I don't like wondering. I don't like sitting around fucking dragging the waters of my brain like, that's something i love about you too though is that showed me a level of maturity in a man that i'd never really seen before because a lot of guys won't sit there and tell you like look i need you know a lot i feel like a lot of men don't communicate that they need to know what's up and it can leave the girl hanging because then they lose their connection with you but it's because they weren't being vocal with you and it's vice versa as well oh, but because yeah, it's hard you to know, be honest it is very hard to be honest being honest is like and it should it's the most common it should be the easiest thing it's like, really sad that lying and not saying anything at all is easier like why is that easier than just because saying it how it because is because the truth is so much more gold and so much better and that's why it's harder to obtain and it makes perfect sense and i'm just realizing this myself when you said that like that's what it's easy to lie it's easy to fake it it's easy Fib, yeah yeah but it's hard to be honest it's hard to tell the truth it's hard to let down your guard you know and be i hate this word but vulnerable you know and like, I like that word. You're, you're taking a, a chance you know that's why is because that's why it's hard because it's the right route and you're worried about how they're gonna feel with what you say because you don't know if they're gonna how they're gonna take it how they're gonna react or are they gonna be honest with their reaction exactly. to what you said i was about to say the same thing yeah like, you yeah. know what if they're acting like they're being honest and really they're just telling you what you want to hear so you can say oh i really relate to you and that's a lot for the females man because well, I mean, dudes do play a lot of games, and you guys know that. But I will say this, too. I have seen females and dudes damn near, not just change gender roles, but, like, you know, like, the stuff that only men used to do, like, go out and cheat and do all, like, you know, really scantless shit, not want to be with their family, leaving their kids behind last 10 20 years women started doing that just as much as the men and it's not no better or no worse but you know i was left by my father i have no ill will towards the man at all he was young he thought he whatever he had thought he had to do he went and did it you know whatever man you know i get it but Now I see a lot of women doing it. And I know a few of my really close male people, whether it be family or friend or just dudes I know, they want to be with their kid and girl right now, but their girl 
you know, this access before the COVID thing, because nobody can go out and party and things. But like before that, I was just noticing all these chicks and the dudes wanted wanted like their little family, you know, to be with them, to be with their kids' mom, and to be with the their kids more than like I was seeing before. It's usually the dudes always wanted to go and you know not be a, a a dad, not be there, you know, and. Then I started seeing, like, women do it a lot. And it really, like, threw me, like, for a sphere because it's one thing if a dad don't want to be with his kids, dumps his kids. That's that that's horrible. But there's just something about when a mom does it that's heartbreaking. Like, because, there's a different connection between a mom yes. and child. You carry the child, you birth the child, and if you... The earlier years of connection with your child and showing them affection and love will mold them in a lot of ways for the future. And I think a lot of parents don't fully realize your actions from birth to probably five years old are the most effective years of their life of learning and understanding and feeling, feeling your energy and a lot of times we don't even realize how much children pick up on in their younger years and unconsciously they will carry that into their adulthood and act out a certain way not even understanding why they do but a lot of it roots from your beginning phases of life and i'm pretty sure that's like factual i'm pretty sure that's some factual well, stuff sure out there based on that shit, yeah sure. yeah so I just want to say this, because uh, I've spoken uh, male and female, and, you know, how females, I've not gotten worse, but they're just, I've seen more females leaving, you know, not being with their kids. Let me say this right away, like, I believe that the female species is the superior gender on this planet. I would love to see a female president. Men have been fucking this country up since the beginning. Not no fucking Hillary. Sorry to disappoint anybody, but yeah, nobody like that. Fans. But you know, I would love to see like the right woman come along and you know really change things. You know, and love will change things. It, it, it will to a certain degree. Well, I mean, I I just wanted to get out there. Like I'm by no means don't think I'm like. uh some female haters club guy because I am just the opposite. I love females. I think you guys are great. You guys bear children and are out of the hospital in like 24 hours. And it's that's gnarly to me. It always has been, you know. I've been hurt and had to be at the hospital, had to be there for a day or two. And I'm just thinking like, man, women have babies and they're out of the hospital quicker than I am right now. Like, what the fuck? Especially first-time mothers. You have yeah. no idea what you're doing, you know. It's... I, if I was a woman, I think I would be too scared to have a baby. Like, something that gets as big as a lemon, maybe, you're pushing something the size of a watermelon out of there. Like, that's so scary. I don't even, especially young teen moms, God, it's Your body's not even formed. It's gotta so be so scary. It is wild that we can have children, bear children at such a young age when our bodies aren't even physically designed yet to really birth children. It's not until I would say because I'm 27, so around the age like 24, 25 did my 
more womenized body start to form where I think it's fully ready to have a child. You know what I mean? Right. Like grown, I guess. Well, yeah, you know, and it's matured. Obviously, you know, the way that um, our anatomy works, you know, once you are old enough to bleed, then you can breed. But we were talking about this with your parents, I think, or somebody I was talking about it with. And, like, it, it may be better off for the human race if we couldn't reproduce until we was, like, at least in our early 20s, you know, when we got some sense about us. Well, I was just going to say, so you can find yourself, what you're into, let your body completely form into its actual formation of being fully mature, and let your mind mature. You have no idea how the world works as a teenager, let alone, I mean, even your early 20s, okay? You're not in that mindset of maturity to be exactly fully responsible for stuff. Some people are, depending on your uh, situation, your circumstance. But for the most part, we're mentally not ready to take it on. And you know what? I'm not a mom. There's probably plenty of moms who disagree with me who had children really early. But I'm saying for myself, I know I would never have been ready to have a child before this point. And if you are listening and you have a child and you had one young, like, I I had children young. He was 18. And I can say that whatever my relationship... I, and I, I do have a good relationship with my children's mother. And... She was young, and she was a great mom. We may say whatever else we want about each other, you know, whatever, but I would like to think she would never say I was a, you know, shitty dad, and I would not say she was a shitty mom because, you know, she did a great job, and she was young, and she was thrown into it, just like I'm sure some of you that are listening are. But I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about, the sad ones that have no family, to help them that to help them why they go to school to help them why they work you know like man i was a I, I was a maintenance man a few years ago in this apartment building i took care of 120 apartments and it was a um it was an inkster michigan lower income and I'm sure a lot of them was Section 8. And if you don't know what Section 8 is, let me explain it to you real quick. Section 8 is where mothers with children can go sign up with the state. It's a sense of welfare, and they get on a list. And the state will pay up to like $800 of their rent. So if they want to go live in a place that's $800 a month, they pay nothing. Mm-hmm. If they want to live in somewhere nice that's $1,200 a month, they just got to pay the four. That's Section 8. Well, these apartments I took care of, they were more or less like, hey, okay, they didn't, you know, they had no extra money. So rent was free to them. And they, you know, they were, they were helped along the way from the state. But I've seen so many of them. You know, I was there every day. I, I seen these people's lives. I'm in and out of their house, fixing their houses. And the young moms there used to break my heart, man. It really did. Like, this one young girl, for a whole week, because she was afraid to call the office, like, shy, 
and she had no other man in her life that she could call, she went without lights in her living room and, like, one of the bedrooms for a week because she had nobody to call and say... All, all she had to do was flip a breaker in her apartment building. And she was a shame to call us, and she had no man to call. And when I, she finally did put an order into the office, I went right there, you know. I was like, a whole week? What's going on? You know, why you wait so long? And she was embarrassed to tell me, and she didn't tell me. And maybe that that's what I took from it. But all I had to do was flip a switch, and there was a light in the bedroom again, lights in the bedroom, and lights in the living room. They were all just going to one bedroom and hanging out and making the best of it because she didn't so have sad. nobody else to call. And it was. It was so sad. It was, and man, I've seen some sad shit working there. And I feel I've done a lot of good work in there. All right. I want to really sway the conversation a little bit back to the relationship part i'm kind of feeling done with the the moms the babies the i feel like we got out what we needed but it's kind of in a sad funk and i want to bring us out of that right now i'm just literally the conversation we're talking about is a little it was it's reality but it's kind of depressing when i said like you know there was a lot of days i left i came home from work knowing that i did good you know like helping old people and these are poor people, helping poor people, you know, working on their apartments and single moms and things of that yeah. nature. So, you know, and I think it that was a will, rewarding job in a sense. Just to help our listeners also understand, like when Rick and I are speaking about our viewpoints, we're speaking from viewpoints, not from the wealthy or the middle class, which circumstances are a lot more different in that aspect we are speaking upon circumstances that are more where the the poor line is where the working poor is and i feel like a lot of people who listen to this if you are the working poor you're going to completely relate and maybe we can help open the eyes to people who don't have these kind of issues you know in life maybe this will help you understand a different point of view for people who are less fortunate than you so there was something, though, that I've been waiting to say because I wanted to add it on. Oh, okay. All right, you guys. Rick has to go get some water. So we're going to just take a little break from what I was about to say. Um, for those of you listening, I have recently began making stage bundles and I am currently posting them up on my website called Tabby Cats Corner. It's T-A-B-B-I and then C-A-T-S-C-O-R-N-E-R, Tabby Cats Corner. That is my website and on there I am now selling my sage bundles and I also offer oracle card readings um, just from a few different decks I use, different layouts, there's a variety. And along with my sage bundles, I do want to put this out there. Some of the bundles with the herbs I grow are grown from my home, but because they're not exactly mass producing like I would wish for, I do go to the farmer's market and support local farmers to get 
uh, different sages and like lavender and things like that. So that's kind of some stuff going on with my personal business right now. If you want to check it out, you can. You can, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, my IG handle is also Tabby Cat's Corner. And you can see a lot of my process with my creative arts and just my creative outlets that I love to share. Um, not even just, you know, whether you want to buy it or support me because you think it's cool, that's also awesome. So, okay, Rick is back with the water. So what I wanted to add on to about a key to your relationship that you have to have is taking breaks. And I don't mean leave each other every month for a week. I'm talking like Although you... Although that's cool too. Well, yeah. I, yeah, right? Whatever you want. I guess I'm just speaking from my viewpoint um, instead of everyone's viewpoint. But... If you want to go get coffee from a coffee shop, read your book, go on your laptop, whatever you like to do, do it for yourself to have that time alone. If you want to go for, it's like you want to go out with your girls for a vacation on the weekend, go somewhere and travel with your girls. Take the time to do that because we all need to recharge. Just because you're in a partnership with someone doesn't mean you have to be with each other every minute of every day, you know, calling on the hour. Breaks are good because absence makes the heart grow fonder. I don't know if you could hear that. Say it again. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I think you are so right on that. And another little tip I have for you guys, well, that Rick and I have, we actually looked into this before we hopped on the podcast because um, I think it was like, last year or something we learned about what love languages are okay and let's see there's words of affirmation quality time acts of service physical touch and receiving gifts and ironically we took so we took the quiz there's a quiz you guys can take we'll leave you the link or something yeah i could probably post it in the show notes so i did it and rick didn't even watch me choose the answers I chose and I got um quality time or whatever and then Rick did it and he got quality time and then both of us got physical touch with the next percentage after and then after that I'm not sure what the other ones well, were I I know gifts were like three percent like yeah my, it was ten percent for me we don't really care yeah. for gifts I mean I buy her way more stuff than she buys me but that's how it should be well like one of the questions was like Basically, would you rather get a gift for something that you did or have a connection through a hug? You know, and I was like, fuck the gift. Give me a fucking hug. (laughs) So that might be a good thing to do on your own if you're single is take the love language quiz and just kind of know what you like. And then look at it for what you like to receive from someone and what do you like to give back to that person. So what are you looking for in your dating life if you're single? It could And what do you have to bring to the table, exactly, you know, within yeah. the love relationship? Well, but... And they give you different options too, like if you're single, if you're in a relationship, and then there was a few other um I'm not exactly sure what the other options were. But anyways, there's a variety to choose I was from. Just, I was pretty skeptical at first, you know, like Man, you ask me the same question over and over, but I see what they're doing. They're, they're trying to get to They're your... trying to almost trip you up. Like like if you ever took a test for a job and they ask you, Oh, well, if you know someone drops $5 by the... Is it okay to pick it up? And then they ask you the same question, different format. Same kind of thing. 
But this is pretty right on. I mean, it I'll was. give it that. I, like I said, I was skeptical at first, but when it all came together, I was like, oh, okay. You I'm know, definitely that. And I had to think about it, like quality time. I wasn't actually expecting that to be my highest percentage. But then I got to thinking about it and I realized, so when Rick and I are both working and then we come home, I like to go upstairs in my sacred space and do my stuff. Rick likes to do his thing. But then when we get in this routine, we're tired after work, we're doing our own thing. And if we don't make the time to cook dinner together or catch up, you know, not before we go to bed, like after work, I will begin to feel disconnected, not in a bad way, but disconnected if we're not communicating or when we're just apart for too long. So I realized why I do like quality time because I can easily disconnect myself, not just from him, but from the world. And sometimes that can be a fault to have if you if you lose touch with recharging your or plugging yourself back into what's going on. You and know, by the way. Like, I didn't know the test she was taking. I didn't know what she was doing. But when she had me take it, I'm like, oh, this is what you was doing? I was like, without a doubt, for sure, hers should have been physical touch. I'm always... This girl's always touching me. Well, you know what? That, But that's the thing. So... What I was doing, what I like to receive, I don't always like to receive physical touch. I like to give a physical touch. Like, I like to just have my hands on you all the time. Like, that's what I like to give to you. So she what puts I her like hands to... in my mouth. Shut the fuck up. You do. Constantly. I'm driving and she has her fingers in my lips. Shut up. <laughs> he just embarrassed me. I like to touch his face. He's got beautiful cheeks. I love when he smiles and when his eyes squint on the side of his eyes, these little wrinkles make like sunbeams and they're so beautiful. And now we're writing children's books here. And I love your lips. I do. I touch your face a lot and I can't help it. That's why I thought like yours would have been touch. Yeah. Well, that's because I like to give the touch. Wow. In all places. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's keep this PG-13. All right. All right. All right. Now everybody's 18. Let's get nasty. <laughs> Uh, if you want to. No. So, yes, definitely look into your love language. I think it, I mean, don't, you know, live on that. But it can help direct you yeah, in, a, in a little alleyway. It's like the Bible, okay? you know. Something like yeah. the Ten Commandments, live your life by kind of. But it's okay to murder something. You know what I mean? And then... Okay, I think this is the last thing I personally want to touch on. I don't know if you have anything else you'd like to say, but after this, I'm ready to wrap it up. So, because I don't know what our time limit's at right now. So, I want to say everyone has their own creative outlets and their own things that bring excitement into your life. So, I highly suggest you make time to do it as individuals, but... If you don't get to spend that much time with your loved one, find a way to bring in a connection with your creative outlet. So Rick likes to play guitar. As many of you guys have seen, I share it on my stories all the time. He likes to play guitar and I like to dance or do yoga or my silk fans. And that's how we connect our creative outlets together. He plays the music and I get to move my body to it in different ways. So I just wanted to say that as an example. Find a way to bring the creativity out of each other yeah right spend all the time you can together especially if it's high quality time 
And especially before you have kids. I'm just yeah. saying. Because get, you're not going to have much way. independent time together after you have children. You just, you won't. You're going to be including your children in on what you do. But you want to keep that, you want to have that balance of connection with each other. Doing something you both love and you thrive on. And so Tabby don't know about this yet. But, um, so we're redoing our guest bedroom. So sometime late fall and December, we are going to be having an Airbnb in our spare bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to come and get a taste of like Detroit life, we will give it to you at a very low, (laughs) at a very low uh, price. You know what I mean? You you made we, this decision on your own. No, I just thought about it. Okay. But you know, we might not even charge you if 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 you're cool enough. But you can come. There'll be a bedroom here and everything you get out of B and B, and we'll even show you around town, and we'll show you the real Detroit, not like not Tiger, the bougie Detroit. Yeah, you're not gonna see Tiger Stadium unless we're driving past it or something. But um, no, that that's just I was thinking about that, and it just seems like. A really good idea in its own sense. I don't know about that. I do. I do. If there's people listening to this and they're like, yeah, I want to go to Detroit and like, I want to spend a week in there and see what it's really like. Like people that live well, in Well, then Detroit. I guess you have a room in our house, yeah. apparently. So we'll be taking reservations whenever. <laughs> <laughs> starting after, starting when you hear this, starting. open reservations. Well, the room will be ready whenever you're ready. Only if you're cool in our eyes. Yeah. You can't there, be a dude there's an a, There's an application with no fee, no application fee, but you do got to fill application. We got to learn Couples your Couples are welcome. All right. I don't know about that, but anyways, we're going to wrap it up, you guys. Thank you for tuning in as always. Shout out to the top four that always tune in, <laughs> that listen to us babble our mouths um hope you guys enjoyed it other than that peace